So, I said I would keep a, a diary of all of this. Um, just try to figure it out as we go. So, um, I thought I would tell the story. <clears throat> First, let me, I got to blow my nose, but I got to do it with a, a towel because it's softer. Trying to do it with tissue hasn't been well because it's too thin and I've it's just, it, it falls apart. But then, like, uh, it meaning when I push in, I can't push hard on my face. And so the tissue can't really encompass everything, and it falls apart. Paper towel is too rough and scratchy. Um, so I use a towel, which is gross, but cool, I guess. Um, even when I wipe my eye, I need a towel because it's soft, and it won't hurt as bad. Anyway, yeah, it don't help that it's springtime and pollen season, that ain't fun. Anyway, um, that side still works. <laughs> I'm always nervous the right side. Ain't working, uh, but anyway. Uh, so let me tell you what happened. Um, let me tell you what happened. <clears throat> so we're in Orlando. It's the last night of the tour, and uh, it's the last part of the show, which is where all of us, all the artists, come together for the group set, and uh, we call it the power set, and we all go out together. Um, they play the bumper, the intro, and that's to get people ready for the transition. It's the transition moment. And I go, during the transition, I go back stage. The way the stage is built, it's two levels. And, and the second level is high enough and, and far enough back that the drums can sit underneath. And where the drummer is, there's a microphone set up so that they can turn it on and speak to the program director, the front of house, the, the inner monitor guy, whoever. They can talk to each other and hear each other. Um, so I go to that mic, turn it on, and I'm like, yo, I need more of uh, Tripoli and Lecrae in my ears. I can't hear them. And um, so then I turn, and as I turn, the, the transition music bumper goes off and the music for 40 Deep comes on. And that's the moment where we all walk out together. And it's pitch black dark for a reason because we don't, you know, we want to conceal some of the, the transition. And we want to kind of let the lights turn on and we're just like in our places when the lights come on. So I, um, I, I hear that music and I turn from the microphone and I get ready to go around the stage and I see a person in the distance. I think it's Jason, uh, program director, like, come on, come on. So I turn to, to hurry over where they are to go on stage uh, so I can make it by the time the lights come up. And as I do so, my foot, I don't remember which one, but my foot gets caught up in something. So I go, well, I'll just step more with my other foot. And this is me assuming I know the layout. 
um, and I step forward over the thing and totally don't make it land on the on the metal and I start falling and I know that I'm falling and I tell myself now nah, I'm gonna just catch myself with my hands like I'm up I'll just put my hands out and catch myself so I don't even think to protect my face because I just think I'm about to go down to the floor I put my hands out and before the floor even arrives there's this giant black metal beam there's probably like four four to six of them back back there that hold up the screen <clears throat> and they're giant wide metal beams um and they sit on a on a big you know um triangle type base and same type of metal before my hands hit the ground my head hits that beam bow like straight on hard and i know i just hit this beam hard cuz the shock of being hit that way reminded me of when i played football and being blindsided on a kickoff. If I'm running down the field and the return team is coming with the ball, the blocker for the return team will just come and hit me hard without me even knowing that they're there. The shock of being hit like that is crazy. So that's how I felt. But the impact of this hit was way worse than being hit on the football field. Wow, and I hit my forehead. And then I fall to the floor more. And by this time, I'm in shock and pain so I'm grabbing my head and I hit the floor without even holding my hands out and I hit my face on the base of it and the pole that I hit my forehead it split my forehead open I fall to the floor boom I hit my face on the base and it split my eye, uh, the, the, the part under my eye open and it looked like you know in hindsight being able to see it it's like when a boxer gets hit in the face and the glove cuts their eye underneath their eye because of the impact and because of the the brushing or friction of it and it split open so by the time i look down um by the time i'm able to get up and i get on my knees to get off the floor i'm like oh my god i hit my head so hard literally i say that and i'm like but i still got to go out literally I'm, cog I'm i'm cognitive enough to i'm coherent enough to be able to know like the music is still going it's still dark there's time and as i i get ready to move to put my hand back down I see in the distance now a light being shined on me and I look at my hand and it is blood red, blood everywhere, blood on my hand, blood down my arm and it's everywhere. And uh, the light is on me and they go, oh no. And the, the, uh, the tour manager starts to stop and I reach out. Sorry if I'm talking weird and moving slow. I'm, I'm on the meds. Anyway, uh, the tour manager is, is stops and slows down and I reach out with my hand. I'm like, Aaron, 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 Aaron. And he comes and grabs me. He's like, oh, my God. And he picks me up off the floor and he starts to help me off stage and to the back area. And at this point, now that I'm up and moving, my mind, my, my the world, the room is spinning. Everything is spinning. And they get me off stage. They get me to the back. I go in the back, they sit me in a seat, and everything hurts. I didn't realize it at first, but my knees hit the metal on the other pole. So I didn't land on the floor fully. Everything hit metal when I fell, and my knees are hurting, and my feet are numb, and my legs aren't moving, so to speak. My I'm breathing heavy. My anxiety is super high. I already deal with anxiety. I take anxiety medicine every day. My anxiety is through the roof. And the way my face felt 
all tight from the numbing, the pain. All I imagined was that my face had got ripped off and like half my face was gone. That's what I felt like. So I was terrified and all of my anxiety is through the roof. So I go sit down in the seat and I'm like, hey, 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 help, help, help. What's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? And I want them to tell me what's wrong with me, like what my face looks like, but I don't know how to get the words out. And I just keep saying what's wrong, what's wrong with me. Aaron is there and he's like, calm down, calm down, calm down. And Aaron is aware of my anxiety. So he's speaking in a calm manner, but he's trying to get everybody to, to move. <clears throat> and so I see a bunch of movement happening, but the room is still spinning. Things are going 100 miles an hour and I'm, I'm in pain. It hurts so bad. And so I look to the side and I'm just like, yo, who is this? It's Sean, the, the, the stage manager coming in. And, and, you know, I just hear stuff like we need smelling salt. We need cold compress. Will anybody get a towel? We need bandages. We got to get this. We got to get that. And I see all this stuff. Then Faith, the, the, the merchandise manager comes in. Then Jason, the production manager comes in. And pretty soon the whole manager, tour management team is there swirling around, moving and doing stuff. And because of their faces, and the glimpses I could get, and because of their quick movement, I wasn't aware of what was really happening fully. So all my fears that I thought in my head, they seemed to be true. So not only am I afraid now and nervous and anxious, I'm, I'm scared and I'm sad. And then in the distance across the way, there's a TV on the wall and it's showing the concert. And at this moment, I didn't know how much time had gone by, but when the, when the concert goes, we come out with Manolo in the in the power set, and then it goes to Dum Dum, which I'm on. And I see him performing Dum Dum, and I'm like, yo, I got to go out. I got to go out. I literally go, yo, I got to go out. I got to go out. Plus, KB's here tonight. I got to go on stage. And, and Aaron is in my ear, and he's like, Tadashi, you're not going anywhere. Sit down and be still. And so I'm sitting here still. I'm trying to figure out what I'm doing. And... Uh, pretty soon, Derek Arms, the other tour manager, the head tour manager comes in and he's like, yo, medics are on the way. Ambulance is on the way. And that's when it clicked like, oh, this is serious. Like all my fears were there. Sure. But this is when it was confirmed. Like, no, this is serious. They called an ambulance. Oh, my God. And so I'm sitting in this chair freaking out. And pretty soon my anxiety is still high, but I get really tired and I'm just like, Oh, I don't want to keep, it's hard to keep my head up. Aaron's like, yo, 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 stay awake, stay awake. And he's picking my chin up and he's pushing my face up. He's like, stay awake, stay awake, stay awake. And I'm like, no, I can't. I can't stay awake, man. I don't know what to do. He's like, Tadashi, you cannot go to sleep. You do not have permission to go to sleep. Jason, the production manager, is in the distance like, hey, Tadashi, eyes on me, eyes on me. Sean is like, yo, how many fingers am I holding up? How many fingers am I holding up? And they are like trying their best to keep me awake. They can't find the smell and salt. They're trying to get everything going. And I remember thinking to myself, like in the like my mind is foggy, but in the distant part of my thinking, I, like far away, there's a thought floating in the distant. It's like whispering, like if you go to sleep, it'll be bad. And so I, I'm fighting to believe that, but my head is heavy. My mind is all over. My, my eyes don't want to open. It hurts to hold my eyes open. And I'm like, I'm going down, I'm going down. And I look at them and I'm like, guys, and I, I remember saying it in this tone, but they reenacted it to confirm it. It's like, guys, I just want to go to sleep. I just want, can I go to sleep? I want to go to sleep. And they're like, no. So Aaron grabs my chin and throws it back up. 
and he pushes it up to the to the ceiling and not violently, but just enough to where it, it was like, hey, he probably did it super gentle, but in the pain I felt, it felt like he was like throwing me around. I was like, oh, and he pushes my chin up and he's like, stay awake. You can't go to sleep. So I'm like, cool, I stay awake. As I'm sitting there awake, <clears throat> I start to see the room slow down some. And then pretty soon it kind of evens out. And I remember the transition on stage because the TV's still on. I remember the transition on stage is happening to the part with Wande Day song. And then they turn the TV off because they could tell it's distracting me and I want to go out. Um, and so they turn the TV off. And when they turn the TV off, I look at the production manager who did it and I was like, hey. And then something else happens and I start to find myself coming back. Like the fog is leaving my brain and my eyes are opening more. And the production manager snaps and he's like, oh, there he is. He's back. There he is. And pretty soon it's right. He's right. Like I'm back. I'm still kind of foggy, but I'm way more present than I was before. And whatever was happening is kind of kind of leaving me, but my anxiety is still high. So I'm breathing heavy. So Aaron is like, do you feel your anxiety? I'm like, yes, go get his medicine. So they go get my anxiety medicine. They bring it back. I take a pill and I'm sitting there drinking water, drinking water. And one of the most comforting things in that moment was ice cold water and cold compress on my head. They had one right here on my forehead, one right here on the back of my head. And then my eye, they had put, Sean had put bandages on my eye and on my forehead and I'm drinking cold water. And it's calming me down, calming me down. I sat there long enough uh, waiting on the ambulance that my, my anxiety medicine kicked in. So I had been there for at least 25 minutes in total. And man, it just, Things start to calm down. I feel more coherent. <laughs> Sean, the stage manager, Sean's like, how many gloves am I holding up? You know, he's got three fingers up. And I'm like, how many gloves? You're wearing one glove. There he is. He's here. You know, and it's you realize like, okay, I must have really been out of it for them to keep doing these things over and over and to keep speaking in this calm voice. Now, in the distance, I don't know what's going on, but there are all, there are all these people trying to come around me and come see and they were letting nobody in. Nobody could come in. They weren't letting, there was a documentary team that day, they weren't letting them in. The, the, the people from the label were trying to come in, they're not letting them in. The other artists are off stage by now, they're trying to come in, they're not letting them in. They're like, no, we're not gonna let nothing like bring up his anxiety or distract his mind. He needs to focus, calm down, be kept safe and separate. And I'm grateful they did that because my anxiety was all over the place at first. And so I assume it felt like I sat there like 30 something minutes. I don't know. But I assume time went by because at some point I feel coherent now. I feel not normal, but back to myself enough mentally that I could have a conversation and engage. And so once that took place, they let the other artists come in um, or actually, no, before that, I'm sorry, I got back to myself enough and they let um, they let me talk to Danielle. They uh, let my friend Adam come in who called Danielle and basically I could talk to my wife and let her know what happened, but let her know that I'm okay. And, um, that I was going to be all right. Like they were, I was able to actually form form real sentences. Um, and so after I talked to Danielle, the medic shows up, the ambulance is here and it's like six people and they come around me and they're like, Hey, how you doing today? And they do the same thing. They're doing all their questions and tests to make sure that I'm mentally present. And once they feel confident about that, 
they go, do you, do you want to go to the hospital? And I was like, well, can you just patch me up here? Like in my mind, I still can't see. You can't see your face. So I don't know how bad it is. You can't see your face. So I don't know how bad it is. So they like, yo, do you still want to go to the hospital? What do you want to do? And I'm in my head, which is sad. This is how our medical system here works. I'm in my head with dealing with everything I'm dealing with, also doing the math of what it'll cost to ride in this ambulance. And I'm like, nope, I don't want y'all to take me nowhere because that's a $1,200 bill I don't want to pay. So I don't say that out loud, but I'm just like, no, I don't want to ride in the ambulance. I want to stay here. Can you do stitches here? Can you patch me up here? Can you do whatever? Derek Arms, the tour manager, he's over to the side like, yo, it's your face, bub. You got to take care of it tonight. If it was any other part of your body, I'd be like, cool, but this is your face. Handle it tonight, man, if you can. So I'm like, can y'all do it here? They're like, no, we got to take you to the hospital. But because you say you feel okay, and based on what we see, it'd be okay if you rode with a friend. Cool. I want a friend to take me. I don't know who it's going to be, but I'd rather they take me. And they go, okay, well, let's check your vitals. And they check my blood pressure, uh, check my heart rate, check the oxygen level in my blood. They do all this stuff. I'm good to go. They leave. And as they leave and they kind of say, hey, he's good to be around people and go with a friend. Now they let the other artists come into the room and all of them come in. One day, RG, 1K Few, Hovey, KB, Triple Cray, Andy, um, all of them come into the room. And KB's wife, Michelle, was there as well. And they come to check on me. And they're giving me their rendition of it. Like, yo, man, we was on stage and we hear in, in our in-ears, like, yo, Tadashi not going to make it. And, you know, Lecrae thought it was a prank because on the last night of tour, typically we do pranks on each other. That's what tours do, period. I was like, yo, cool, man, let's do it. Um, uh, you know, let's. He's uh, Lecrae's like, yo, I'm cool, man, let's do it, whatever. But pretty soon I'm not coming out and they see on Dum Dum I'm not out there. They're like, oh, he's going to come out on the last song of the night. It's whatever. And ha, 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 guys, not funny. But what I didn't know was Hovey was on the ladder <clears throat> to climb on the high rise part of the stage right beside where I fell. So he saw the entire thing as much as he could see in the dark. And he saw me fall. He saw the blood and he was shook. So when he was, when everyone got to the high rise part of the show, he was up there shook. And Lecrae said, that's when he finally realized like, oh, that's not a joke. Like Hovey looks terrified. And now they're they're panicking. And then they get back in their in ears and they're like, hey, the ambulance is on the way. We got to take Tadashi to the hospital. So now they're freaking out on stage and they're like, you know, Tripp's like, how do you perform with this? And you're going through your mind. Like, what do I do? So they're telling me all this as we're standing here in this room after the medics have left me. And out of the blue, KB goes, Sadashi, I love you. I care about you, man. I'm glad to see that it's not as bad as we thought it was. You're going to go to the doctor and you just, you, you're going to get taken care of. He said, bruh, but you look amazing right now. All that blood. And I was like, what do you mean? And I look down and it's the first time I was able to put my head down again because Aaron kept keeping my head up. First time I was able to look down. And when I looked down, I got on my white free chase shirt and all of this blood is on my shirt. Like it's sprayed and covered in blood. It looked like a movie because it was crazy. All this blood is on me. He was like, yo, all that blood look crazy. You look crazy. You look sick, bro. You, you look hard, bro. It was so funny. And I'm looking at him laughing like, what are you talking about? And, you know, I know he's also trying to keep his spirits up. 
But I'm sure he's also in his mind because he do merch with Native North. He probably like, yo, we could do this type of shirt, that type of shirt. So it's funny to me. And then in the distance, Andy's like, yeah, bro, you look hard as a mug, bro. You you gonna have a dope scar. This gonna be crazy. And I'm like, what is wrong with you people? And in the distance, Michelle, KB's wife, is there, and she's actually showing a sense of empathy right now. Like still hands still you know covering her mouth, and she's she's like, oh my god. And I was like, man, Michelle's the only human here right now. She's the only person that cares about me for real. And we're laughing, and then that that helps all the crew out because they're like, okay, he's really back to normal. Okay, this is good. Uh, so they're like, okay, the car's here. Let's get you up. So I get up, you know, high five everybody. I'm like, I'll be back. It's going to be good. I promise. And I, I don't know. I'm trying to keep encouraging them. So I leave, I go get in the car they drive me to the hospital. We get to the emergency room, fastest emergency room experience I've ever had in my life. Um, literally within two or three minutes of walking in, I get seen by a nurse who checks me in, checks my vitals. Everything's good. I go sit down. Maybe three or four minutes later, they call us back. I go to triage. I'm in my little area. Then the nurse comes in. Then the doctor comes in. Then the nurse comes in. And there was moments of waiting, you know, you know, 10 minutes here, five minutes there. But I would say in an hour, maybe an hour and a half time, I was not only walking through the door, I was actually leaving back out to go home. I had been admitted, checked out, seen, given a tetanus shot, given medication, for the pain. Um, I had a CT scan. I had a doctor come in, uh, clean up my wound, do the stitches, lidocaine stitches, all that stuff. They did everything in an hour and a half and I was gone. Not to mention the fact, shout out to Derek Arms, who knew the woman, knew someone who knew the director of the hospital. So, you know, that's when I was like, white privilege is real. Because how you know these people? They don't know me. How you know them? No, it's not called friendship. It's called white privilege. <laughs> so anyway, I, I leave this area and we get in the car and I'm like, Derek, I'm starving because I haven't eaten since like 3, 30, 4 o'clock. I'm so hungry and I'm thirsty. I need some water. And so we end up going to the restaurant where everybody was since it's the last night of tour. Uh, the tour treated everybody to a meal and the time to hang out and just kind of, you know, celebrate the fact that we had, we had finished the tour. And so I meet, I show up, I walk in and the love was real, man. I mean, people are applauding, they're clapping, they're 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 in shock. They're like, "Are you supposed to be here?" And it's like, "No, nah, I'm good. I got cleared. I'm I'm done." The the doctor was like, "I'm I'm I'm uh, you're good." So I get inside. They get me food, and you know, we we turn around, and um, I get some water and hold my glass up to the crew, to the team, to the artists, and I'm just like, "Man, thank y'all so much for your love." your prayers, your care, all that. So mixed in with the emotions of it being the last night of the tour, I'm also feeling emotional because it's like, yo, I'm 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 here now. Like, you know, three hours ago I was on stage bleeding out. And they told me like there was so much blood backstage, bro, from the behind the stage part all the way to the door. Like you was in bad shape. And they were telling me like, yo, this is what you were like when you were almost incoherent and about to about to pass out. And it was like there was all this stuff going on. Um, but to get to the point to where I could be there with everybody and kind of say my goodbyes officially and, you know, hug people and tell people thank you. It was a real special moment. Um, and then I get on the bus, go to sleep because the medicine knocked me out. I wake up the next morning and my face looks like this where it is swollen like crazy. I can't really I can close my eye, but, you know, it doesn't really 
move as easily because it's swollen and stitched up. Uh, the right side of my face it feels puffy and droopy, and the left side feels somewhat normal. Um, but man, I'm I'm still kind of out of it, and I, I, I'm only able to talk this much right now because of the pain meds that's keeping me going. Um, but the pain is real. My right knee is swollen like crazy. Um, it, that night, it took like 30 minutes before I could feel my toes again because it was so numb. Um, I hit my knees that hard, and so it's still sore when I put my knee on the floor, um, but I'm able to stand up straight. It didn't hit my eye. It just hit underneath. The blood stopped. I'm stitched up. My wife is confident. She got essential oils. It's going to heal the scarring. So I'm grateful. It could have been a lot worse, but I'm grateful that it wasn't. And at the same time, this hurts like crazy and it's hard to deal with. It is a lot to deal with. It is painful. I'm so grateful for pain meds for people and for just a moment to get it off my chest and get it out of my brain because I know it's going to help my anxiety because I, I still have moments of panic. Yesterday, riding in the car home, I was scared the whole time because I was like, man, what if we hit somebody? What if what if another accident can happen? Like, it was just a freak accident. Like, granted, you could say like, hey, you should have looked where you were going, but it was pitch black dark. And there's all these things that I can do to beat myself up or say what if about and I'm trying to fight against that, but it's hard. And then the anxiety rises and I'm scared. Yo, what if we have another accident? What if this happens? And it's just all going through my brain. So I'm dealing with a bunch of different stuff right now, but I'm, I'm trying to persevere through the pain. I'm trying to keep moving forward. And at the end of the day, um, I still believe I'm here for a reason. I'm still here. And so God made me a communicator. I'm going to communicate. So I'm going to keep trying to tell the story as best I can. Um, I ain't got no cootie or nobody like that, but hey, it is what it is. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, um, thank you for listening and paying attention and watching, bro. Pray for your boy. Um, yeah, it's only gonna get better, I guess. We'll see.